0: Can we uh, point out the other uh, heat-seeking mi- missile that is uh, Buda Baker, which I saw that in two spots. They called him the heat-seeking missile. I saw it from the Arizona Cardinals. They tweeted it out. And, like, right after that, the uh, the commentators on TV said the exact same thing. I don't know if they just copied what uh, the Arizona Cardinals said about Buda Baker when he knocked that ball out of Cam Aker's hand, uh, you know, and the, uh, the defense recovered. I don't know. It, or if it was coincidental. Both of them said it. But when you see Buda Baker on the video, uh, shooting across the end zone and his helmet going right for that ball. I mean, there's no better way to explain that uh, that move there and, and what he did there than call him a heat-seeking missile. You know,
1: yeah, but I mean, yeah. that, that was a big defensive play, man. It was big. That was, defensively, that was the biggest play of the game that they had made. You know, they had shut down. They had done a good job of shutting down that offense of the Rams, that high-powered offense of the Rams, pretty much all all second half, other than, again, that one touchdown they gave up. But for the most part, You know, that that play right there, it gave the Cardinals the ball back with, I want to say it was like six minutes. But then if you follow Berging Travel on Twitter and you look at my sequence of of tweets from there, it's like there's no urgency from this team. Like when you get the clock management stuff, again, an offensive guru, an offensive team, all that business, and piss-poor management leads to them like kicking a field goal with what, like a minute 30 on the clock, something like that. Well, (laughs) I understand the mentality
0: of of. Yeah, I understand that mentality, right? Because you got to get the uh, the eight points to get the two point conversion. But I mean, if you miss that field goal, it's got it done at that point. So at least you make that field goal. Go do the onside kick. Hopefully, recover. I'm fine with onside kick.
1: I'm fine with going for it, but you don't waste five minutes off the clock. Like, yeah, I mean, that was a note that I put you when you need two scores.
0: They wasted way too much time in the fourth quarter. Didn't seem like there was any hurry up offense at all. Earlier, he, he wants- earlier in the game, Gunner,
1: they burned another timeout because the play clock's running out. Yeah, I get that happens every couple of games for most teams. I would love to go find this stat somewhere. Like, what does another team? What are what do other teams kind of average for that? How many times do they they, they blow in timeouts because the play clock's running dead? Because it happens to the Cardinals like every game. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm not exaggerating, it's probably at least once a game, every game. And we talked about this uh, uh, last week with with uh, Britton Golden. He was saying, "I think it's on the coaches. I don't think it's on Kyler. I think they're getting the plays in late." Yeah. So again, this offensive guru, this this offensive coaching te- the team, and, and what we have why, why is this
0: happening? Let me ask you this. So, I mean, Connor—he was uh, was he on the injury report last week? What was going on with with uh, uh, Con- Connor? Yeah,
1: Connor left the game with a uh, with an ankle injury.
0: Okay Um.
1: So, they, they didn't know if he was gonna play this week, so yes, that could have impacted the game script today but then again Daryl Daryl Williams tore it up last week and then he gets like no run this week So it just stuff like that just boggles my mind and this is where it scares me that Winhop does come back right or, and, and Rondell Moore M- Rondell Moore more specifically when Rondell okay. Moore comes back because that's another big piece you're missing. They were expecting him to make big time plays this year, and you don't have him right now. So, when he comes back and you have Greg Dorch playing that role, how well do they adjust? How do they adjust? I can just, I already know how they're going to adjust. I know this from Cliff. This is what Cliff does. What's going to happen is they're going to end up taking away from Dorch's snap count, which Dorch has already proved he should be on the field all the time. And and they're gonna get you know they're gonna split the role and they're gonna give half to Rondell and half to Dorch and then this offense is gonna sputter again instead of him adapting finding a place for Rondell but not taking away from Dorch but that's what's gonna happen and and it's it's so when you look at James Conner for example the, these are the decisions that they make like it, it, and it makes no sense it does not make sense where again you, your guys behind James Conner did really well last week and then they don't mm-hmm. get much run this week when James Conner probably isn't
0: 100%. Well, maybe that's why, you know, that, that was the game plan going into it. You know, I mean, they, they looked at all the tape, you know, the Rams. That's what, I mean, that's what each team does. They look at all the tape from the team they're playing for the week before and in even weeks before. Maybe they saw, uh, maybe they thought the Rams were thinking that, hey, let's prepare for Williams. And then they changed to more of a passing offense to try and catch the Rams off guard. I mean, it could have uh, been, I mean, 58 pass attempts. James
1: Connor <laughs> James Connor 16 touches for 57 yards no touchdowns and three catches uh clear-cut running back number one Daryl Williams and Elon and Benjamin combined for just seven touches yeah you know when they're down 10-0 after the first quarter uh, you know it's hard to stay ahead of the game script which I agree like like I understand that was a note passed by producer Adam um, but it's just frustrating as a team and i think all fans uh, this is how after a game like this because it's within reach right this game was in reach and that's the one thing where cardinal fans need to feel i don't want this to all be terrible because that defense played as good as you could have asked of them with someone like cooper cup on the other side but i will say this is where you should feel pretty good is the nfc seems wide open as a whole (laughs) this division seems pretty wide open as a whole we'll see what the Niners do tonight yep yep um but ultimately this team can easily be a playoff team you're not you know being one of two it's not a death shot we're good we're fine there's plenty of football Mm -hmm. them going to 17 games there's 14 more games left we're okay um but you do need to get started here at some point but the reassurance should be you hung in there with the Rams I don't think the Rams it never felt like the Rams were like torching us and this was like
0: out of reach No, Um, but I never felt the the Cardinals had the ability to match what the Rams were doing and kind of just take over the game that I never felt that either. I didn't. It was just one of those uh, one of those games where, I mean, you you said, but what what, what did you say? I
1: I think we were down 13 nothing at one point and and the Cardinals had the ball and they were marching down the field and. You know they get a touchdown right there, and it's it's a six point ball game at that point. You know what I mean? It just it's one of those things where it never happened. But yeah. my point is, you were within reach at all times. It felt like it felt like you were pretty close.
0: But I also didn't feel
1: like they would they were going to make it, it happen. My, I guess my point was it wasn't the Chiefs game. The Chiefs game, you didn't feel like you were in it at all. Like there was that yeah. No
0: yeah. But I, I I just watching the Cardinals do their thing. I just didn't feel like that they had they had that. Extra, that extra oomph to be able to just get over what the Cardinals, how, how the Rams are um, defending them and playing against them and take over the game. I never felt that at all watching no, it on TV. I don't,
1: I don't think you saw any Murray magic this game, right? Like no, I think the best playoff, enough. the best playoff offensively was that big catch by Dorch where he got his legs taken out from him. And then uh, I think it was right before halftime. He yeah. ended up uh, hitting his head. I, I was scared that they were evaluating him for a concussion because he ran into the locker room a little bit early uh, but he did come out after the second half. But that that's, you know, that's the hard part There is If I was to say what was the highlight of the game, I'd probably say it was that catch. Uh, I'm trying to think of any bigger catches in the second half. There really wasn't any, I mean, that come to mind. I know Hollywood Brown had a few. Um, uh, again, the it, things that look optimistic about is Kyler's getting the people that need to be getting the ball, he's getting it to them, right? Like, he found Ertz multiple times when needed. He he got Hollywood Brown. Yeah, there was a couple of
0: crazy. There was a couple of weird throws in there though, like where he overthrew him. And he kind of I, I, I couldn't help but feel he was being a little reckless at times there in the second half, you know. Um,
1: I, I uh, overthrowing
0: s- Hollywood Brown, uh, just throwing that one ball that was almost intercepted by that Rams uh, defensive player. I don't know who that player was, but there was no even around.
1: He just kind well, of it out there. I, I would say this, um, that. I've been critical on Kyler earlier in the season about, or last few weeks about there's times where he just feel where it feels like he's just not in it and doesn't care. Right. Yeah. I didn't feel that at any point today, which is a you good didn't,
0: thing. You didn't no, feel that? No, I, okay. I didn't
1: feel like he was just out of it. Were there some bad passes? Of course. I, I mean, there's things that I'm sure you wanted back like the pass you brought up, but ultimately Kyler looked engaged. He looked like a leader. I, I felt, you know Andy Isabella. There was that one pass deep to him where he just stopped, and yeah. Kyler wanted some answers. So you know, <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. He he. he it, I would say, as a whole, Cardinal fans should be optimistic right now. Like they should feel okay. This isn't a loss that you put your head down and are like, man, we just suck. Like that. That's not the case.
0: The well, I mean, comments to the Cardinals uh, posting to the final score kind of say otherwise a lot of the fans kind of reacting and i mean uh one guy uh one guy says fire cliff and vance joseph please frustrating watching this team uh talking about the only plays in our playbook are <laughs> this the same exact same pass every single play uh a lot of people calling for cliff and uh, vance joseph's head uh another tweet says i just want to be happy and win at home you you know how funny that is is like
1: <laughs> a week or two ago it was fire time, and now this yeah. week it's fire cliff oh, fire vance most it, of them it, are <laughs> come on guys like cliff is hurting too, kyler there's another I, I, one cliff. Cliff, ultimately, with that extension, there's no way he's getting fired. So get that out of your head. It's not going to happen. Vance Joseph, on the other hand, yes. I guarantee he's the scapegoat at some point this year. If if they don't push for a playoff spot, and, and maybe if they do, they may at some point feel like he's holding them back. Well, and yeah. you look at it. I, I mean, who Cl- who Vance is turning to at the linebacker position? You drafted two guys in the first round. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. Why are we we playing Nick Vigil and like uh, Tanner Vallejo? Like those guys wouldn't be like fifth stringers on other teams. It's just like you can't develop these guys that you're drafting early. Like and that's where I think Vance is going to why he's going to get fired. Right. At some point, Steve Kime's going to say, if you aren't going to develop these guys that I'm giving you these first round picks. Yeah. And all this talent I'm giving you, that, and these are what Kime thinks is talent, so if people are going to – don't kill me for saying that Isaiah or these guys are talented. I'm just saying, like, the Cardinals view these guys as real talented players that should be stars of this defense and leaders of this defense. So, ultimately, there's a disconnect between Vance and Kime. Like, yeah. and something's going to give there. Either Kime's going to get be like, agree with Vance and have his back and ship those guys out of here and get new guys, which Cardinal fans, I'll tell you, the fact that they're not bringing free agents off their couch here, that tells me Kaim thinks he knows like what he has on that defense when it comes to young guys or he wants to see them more. Well, if Vance ain't playing them, and he can't see them more. That's where the problem lies. Vance Joseph yeah. is going to get fired. Like, I just i have never felt, if you wanted to go put money on which defensive coordinator was going to get let go first, it's probably Vance Joseph.